0: record admissions to national recognition for its programs and research, 2023 will go down as one for the record books at UT Tyler. How will the university top that? The answer is two words, embrace change. To learn more, UT Tyler Radio connects with the president of the University of Texas at Tyler, Dr. Kirk A. Calhoun. Here's your host, Mike Landis. What a year filled with challenges, successes, and promise for the future.
1: Well, I think that's a uh... Absolutely true. You, you know, um, UT Tyler is a a very special uh, institution, and the two most important areas that we engage in are education and healthcare. And both those areas are undergoing a great deal of change right now, and uh, and are quite challenging. And uh, uh, we're we, we believe we're up to it as an institution and as, an, and as a community.
0: Now, you've been head of the combined campuses of UT Health East Texas and UT Tyler for a number of years now, and we certainly enjoy chatting with you from the very beginning of that journey. We've always found you to be candid, transparent, but there's a significant political component to your job.
1: Does that openness ever get you in trouble? Well, sometimes people forget we're a state agency, and um, we uh, are obligated to the people of Texas uh, as uh, implemented through our Texas state legislature and our executive branch, our, our governor, Governor Abbott. And so uh, by necessity, we have to uh, uh, perform as a state agency and interact with those uh, political leaders. Well, it, it strikes me that you, that's who you are. I
0: mean, i in the time that I've gotten to know you a little better, I realized that whether or not that was a,
1: a, a part of the job, you certainly are that kind of a person. You fit perfectly. Well, th- thank, thank you for saying that. Um, I, I, I want to be someone who is uh, open and open to new ideas and willing to work with people to accomplish a common good. Well, let me just say that if your name ever comes up for secretary
0: of state, you have my (laughs) support. You've talked about increasing enrollment at UT Tyler from 10,000 to 15,000 over the next five years. Getting more students here is certainly a challenge, but keeping them through graduation is easily as big or bigger. What's the plan to accomplish
1: those goals? Well, I think uh, there are a couple of things we we need to do. our, our, our real challenge is that uh, we want uh, young people to choose to, uh, go to go to the university, go to college in Texas and to stay in Texas and in our region in particular, we want people to stay within our, within our region. And yes, it's an ambitious goal, but uh, there are a couple of ways to uh, achieve that. One is uh, making college more affordable so that uh, young people can choose that option. Uh, second is convincing them, whether it's UT Tyler or UT Austin or, or uh, any school, Stephen F Austin, our, 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 our new sister institution, uh, convincing them that higher education is of value, that their lifetime incomes improve and there's uh, something very special about the knowledge that you gain when you go to college. So that Uh, increasing the pool of people who uh, seek a college education is important. Another thing that uh, we'll be doing is expanding our online options. Uh, Not everyone can afford to come and spend a day on campus and so forth. And they may want to uh, work on achieving a bachelor's or master's, or even a doctorate degree working online. And so uh, that way they can, continue with their jobs, but still uh, in, improve their educational experience. So that's another factor. And then thirdly, and, and I personally believe the most important thing we can do is make sure that once someone chooses to come to UT Tyler, that they, they remain with us and they graduate from UT Tyler. Uh, that's retention and making sure that uh, uh, students have all the support services they need that they feel uh, accepted and valued uh, at UT Tyler and they want to remain here during their whole uh, four year experience. So improving retention, if we can do those three things, then that pathway to uh, an additional 5,000 students is certainly there.
0: I'm thinking of the, the commercials that we see sometimes on the air late at night. But that's not all. There's a little something extra in there, and that is that you've reached out to local uh, community colleges. Mm-hmm. You've got the Patriot Promise. You've got a variety of things that you're adding to those three things you talked about.
1: Our community colleges are a very important partner for us and uh, key to our future and, and our growth. And community colleges serve East Texas extremely well, TJC, Kilgore, uh, the others across the region. And so uh, we want them to be successful, and we want to be successful also, and we think there are pathways to make that happen. And so I have a great relationship with the community college presidents um, throughout the region, and we want to see that grow.
0: Now, toward the end of uh, 2023, um, we're, we're looking at uh, the nursing school expansion. It's underway right outside my window, by the way. <laughs> yes. I get to watch them every day. It's very exciting. Saturday. It is exciting. And it's such a cool addition to the campus. Uh, Dean Barbara Haas is going to make great use of it with all of the different things that will be available there. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it any kind of a, of a challenge to be sure that everything's going to be in place by the time you're supposed to open the doors? I mean, have you, have you run into any issues that you uh, are finding, uh, difficult to get through or are you working through stuff?
1: No, the, uh, management team here is, is, uh, very good and, uh, working with the UT system and the UT system construction folks. And, uh, that, uh, new addition is on schedule, uh, mm-hmm. looking good, uh, the, the nursing, uh, the nursing students and faculty are a little inconvenienced right now because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a connected building. And so, you know, they've been displaced a little bit so that those construction workers can uh, make those uh, necessary corrections. And you guys have been dealing with a little noise over uh, this <laughs> way. But uh, at the end of the day, it's going to be a fabulous addition to the, to the nursing school. Uh, but it's not only a building. I mean, there are new nursing programs that are coming on board that are so exciting, uh, in, uh, expanding our training of critical care nurses. Uh, we'll be starting a, a new nurse anesthetist program, a CRNA mm-hmm. program. Uh, that that's a very, uh, a good and lucrative profession mm-hmm. to, to, be in uh, a nurse anesthetist and, and quite needed. Uh, there's a shortage uh, right now. And, uh, Flight nursing. I I know that uh, Dr. Uh, Julie Philly and and others uh, uh, have uh, visited the the flight simulation uh, manufacturer to make sure that the flight simulator be delivered here and we'll be training uh, nurses. One of, uh, will be one of two uh, civilian uh, flight nurse training programs uh, in the United States. Most of the flight nursing training occurs in the military. But uh, there's also a, a need for uh, civilian training programs, and we're stepping up to uh, take a, hopefully, a leadership role in that.
0: Before this conversation, I looked up the 2023 UT Tyler Convocation on YouTube. In broad terms, a convocation is sort of like a pep rally for faculty and staff, and you were the head cheerleader celebrating the victories and outlining the path to the, to the future.
1: After that was all over with, how did you feel? You look like you had a great time. Well, well I... I, I did have a great time because I feel an obligation to explain to our, our students, our faculty, our community, uh, what, uh, uh, we're experiencing where we're doing well and what our challenges for the future are. And, uh, clearly for me, uh, a, a great challenge and you know, I'm, I'm an older male, and so and and so I don't necessarily love change. <laughs> I'm said in my ways like, like many of us are. but uh, change is what we're going to need to deal with in the future, and it's going to be quite a bit of change. And I want to make sure that the University of Texas at Tyler is prepared for that change. It, it is a challenge, I'm sure every day. You've marked
0: 20 years with the University of Texas system. How long do we get to keep you before a more attractive <laughs> opportunity or even retiring to your own private island? Uh, becomes an issue.
1: Well, I, I, I'm not quite in the the pay class to have my own <laughs> private island, um, but uh, you know, uh, Jeanette and I we we have a two and a half year old grandchild, and uh, obviously, um, uh, you, you know, we're, we're we're thinking about the the next phase in our lives. But for right now, there's some very key and uh, exciting things going on for UT Tyler that uh, we want to continue to be a a part of. And so uh, if the Board of Regents, uh, in their wisdom, decide to allow me to stay a little bit longer, I'll certainly continue in this role.
0: Well, certainly the crown jewel in your list of accomplishments is going to be the medical school. There's no question
1: about that. How's it going? The medical school construction is going, uh, like the nursing school construction, very, very, very well. And uh, it's a fabulous uh, construction team led by the uh, uh, facilities folks at uh, UT System who build big projects like this. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're keeping us uh, involved in every step of the way and um, uh, on time, on schedule, and most importantly to taxpayers, on budget. Oh yes, the magic B word. Yes, yeah. that's right. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, Especially these days, because there's been uh, material cost inflation uh, since coming out of COVID that I think everyone who's been engaged in construction projects have had to deal with.
0: You must be talking about the $20 two by four. That yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, On another matter, um, at the beginning of December, Dr. George Hurst passed away. He was someone you really counted on when you came to Tyler. Tell us a little about him and your relationship with him.
1: Well, you you, you, you always, uh, uh, coming in as a a new president, uh, you would hope that you would be able to uh, talk to your predecessors and uh, uh, get a little bit of that historical knowledge. At the same time, Uh, you know, you have to be free to do your own thing. And George was, when I came to the health science center at Tyler, George was, uh, uh, there. Um, he wasn't my immediate, uh, uh, predecessor. Uh, uh, but, uh, he had, he had served, he, he understood the health science center well. He came in 77, right? He came in 77 and um in some respects uh, particularly with respect to the chapel which we we named after him and uh his uh, uh service in, in chaplaincy for the the patients and so forth at the health science center was very important so we met pretty regularly about two to three times a year
0: mm-hmm.
1: just to sit and uh, uh shoot the breeze a little bit and he was always kind and encouraging and uh, I could always rely on him to say, well, you know, back when, mm-hmm. you know, why was this done? Cause it maybe doesn't make sense now or whatever. And he could explain to me and it would allow me to make a, uh, a better decision going forward. It sounds like
0: the, uh, the, the goal that all of us would want to have at 90 years old, uh, when he arrives on the other side, mm-hmm. uh, he'll be greeted with well done, good and faithful servant.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. indeed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners before you go today?
1: Well, you know, uh, we, we've been talking about change and this has been on my mind. Uh, it was on my mind previously. And uh, I just got back from a meeting of the Southern Association of Colleges. And uh, it's a president's meeting. And what they felt was most important to talk to presidents about was, how are we going to prepare our campuses and prepare for the change that will be brought about by artificial intelligence. Oh yes, generative AI. And uh, I had been thinking about it, reading a little bit about it, but I had no idea about the impact that it's likely going to have on three very important aspects of the university. First of all, uh, in our curricula, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have employers regardless of how we feel about AI, we're going to have employers that are going to want our graduates to understand it, to know how to utilize it, to propel their businesses forward Mm -hmm. and to help their businesses be successful. And uh, so we're we're going to need to think about how we're going to incorporate that in our curricula, not just in the sciences where you may think or mathematics, but in your profession. Right. (laughs) Okay. In music, in literature, uh, there is not... A, a potential course that is taught on this campus to the 10,000 students that probably will uh, uh, not be affected by AI. Every single one of them is gonna have to have that incorporated into their curriculum. Obviously, AI is gonna play a huge role in the research we do, the biomedical research and other research. And and then finally, even in our operations, You know, you can imagine where AI can be used in student advising uh, where I, AI can be used in scheduling, um, it's a it's going to be a huge tool for good. We have to make sure that it's used ethically and uh, correctly, and uh, that's going to, and it's going to entail some costs. So all of those are going to be changes that I want the faculty staff and students to be prepared for, that's probably going to occur much more quickly than we can imagine.
0: This wouldn't be something that you would be trying to deal with all by yourself at UT Tyler. Certainly the University of Texas system is looking at this and hopefully putting together some sort of a plan or or talking about a plan as to how they're going to
1: deal with it. Yeah, I I, I think that everybody's thinking about it. Uh, You know, I was mentioning the state legislature's uh, You know, the University of Florida at at the meeting was sort of bragging a little bit because they received $20 million from their state legislature to incorporate AI into the curricula for students at the University of Florida. So um, whether we have a special resource like that or other resources, we're going to have to do the same thing as we move forward into the future. Here's a thought. What if we incorporated AI into the state legislature? What would that be like? (laughs) Some things, I think, need to be left in the hands of humans.
0: (laughs) You've been listening to UT Titer Radio Connects with Dr. Kirk A. Calhoun, the president of the University of Texas at Tyler. For a transcript of this episode, visit our website, uttiterradio.org. To be notified of future episodes, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. For Mike Landis, I'm Jeff Johnson. Thanks for listening to UT Titer Radio Connects from UT Titer Radio 99.7 FM.